Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. You ever grab a handful of raisins and after you've touched them you have that weird, invisible, not quite sticky, but kind of tacky raisin residue on your hand? What is that? Is that just like uh, from the natural fruit sugars? Did nature do that so parents could tell when they're Kids got into the raisins. Did you eat all the raisins? Jimmy, let me see your hands. I don't know why my voice is high. <laughs> I'll try it low. Here's Dad. All right, let me touch those hands. I don't see anything, but I feel that raisin residue. Go in the field and pick a vine from the grape tree. <laughs> why, why are all the kids in these hypothetical scenarios named Jimmy... Or Johnny, or little Susie. How about how about we get a Muhammad in there? Did you did you eat all the raisins, Archibald? <laughs> show me show me your hands, Paulina. Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on People Are the Enemy, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love the program, and if you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality fiction, please consider purchasing any or all of my books. I'm the author of 10 novels that are all currently available worldwide in ebook and paperback formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find and purchase all my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. is uh, episode 265 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you for checking it out. Why would you be anywhere else? Who else would you be listening to? What, are you going to listen to Moby's podcast? <laughs> I tried, man. I tried to listen to that thing, man. I lasted, I lasted, I swear, man. I lasted maybe two and a half minutes. I was like, this is awful. <laughs> this is awful. And I hate to call somebody out by name, but... All right, he's just started. He's three in. Okay, maybe he's going to get better, honestly. But, like, you know what? I love Moby, honestly. His music? Yeah, I dig Moby. I do, I do. But And I thought, like, well, this guy knows a lot about electronics, and he's very intelligent and well-read. I'm sure he's got some uh, insightful things to say. No, he's it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's bad. <laughs> Don't waste your time. I'm telling you. I, like, I literally was like, I subscribed, 
I started listening. I listened to like he, he did like a one minute sort of like tr trailer as they call them now. Like they put out like a little teaser, and then uh, then he then the, I started listening to the first episode, and I was like, "This is god awful! My God, come on, man!" <laughs> All right, okay, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I don't have a lot of time, and I got a story for you. This happened this week, this past Wednesday. Holy moly, you're gonna dig this. Anyway. Uh, I walk the dog very early in the morning, okay? I get to the gym at 5 a.m. I'm home by 5.30. Uh, 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 by, you know, by by 5.40, I'm, I'm walking the dog. And it's still dark out, mind you, okay? So I leave my house around 5.40 with the dog. It's dark outside, okay? I've got her on a leash. And uh, we're about 10 minutes away from my house. And nature calls for me. Not the dog. The, the purpose of me walking the dog is for her to do her business outdoors, but I cannot do that. <laughs> I could. I might get arrested for public indecency. Anyways, nature calls. I say to the dog, I got to turn around because I, I talked to the dog. I got to turn around, honey. We got to go back to the house. Daddy's got to do number two. <laughs> so I walk the dog back to the house. Okay. I go down my driveway. There's no lights. You know, there used to be a light. It went out. I never replaced it. All right. There's no driveway light. I go down to the driveway. Go, you know, I'm getting, and I say, if I bring this dog inside the house, she's going to lay down. She's not going to want to get back up again. I know it. I know her. And it's going to be hard to get her back up and outside because she's not going to understand. She thinks we're home now. So I think to myself, well, I'll just, I'll just tie the leash to the basketball pole in my driveway, which is what I did. I wrapped the, the leash around the basketball pole, tied it. And uh, I looked at the dog. I said, I'll be, I'll be right back. <laughs> Went inside. I did my business. Took me about eight minutes, right? I come outside. The dog is gone. <laughs> the leash has been chewed through and my dog is gone. Mind you, it's just maybe, maybe just after 6 a.m. at this point. I, and, and I'm like, oh, oh F. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh. You know, I, I'm not going to say it. I lost my dog. I can't believe this. The dog chewed through the effing leash. <laughs> and so I, I, I start to walk down the driveway. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I just shout, Lola! And out of the darkness, my dog miraculously comes running down the driveway toward me. And then I got to say, okay, don't act. Don't act so super happy or super angry that she ran away. Just get her back in the house so you can get a new leash on this dog. So I said, come on, honey, let's go in the house. Come on. And she's kind of like, she realizes she's free. And she's kind of like, oh, I'm free. I can do whatever the hell I want now, mister. You know, but I'm like, no, come on, Lola, come on inside the house. You know, and I'm trying to get her up the stairs. I get her in the house. Fortunately, I have a backup leash. I put her on that. And uh, I'm able to walk my dog. Never again, man. Never again. What a mistake. Oh my gosh. And it, it was the weirdest thing, man. It was like, it was as if, like, you know, the dog realized she was free and then went out into the literal, like, literal darkness past the end of our driveway and didn't know what to do with herself. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, I, I described it to one of my coworkers, and he's like, you know, it's like that old guy in Shawshank Redemption. Remember the one who's in jail for years and years and years, and he gets out and he doesn't know what to do with his freedom? <laughs> it's a weird analogy, but yeah, it's sort of true, right? The dog is just used to, like... You know, somebody taking care of her and her being on the leash and we have a routine and dogs like routines. So we're, 
Oh man! All right, all right. Anyway, I mean, I got some real, real cool. I want to play for you. I'm gonna, uh, but that's my story. I don't have, like I said, I don't have a lot of time. But this is fun. This is Danny DeVito. Um, uh, he's talking about. He's being asked about certain musical acts, and he's uh, showing a picture of BTS and uh, the 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 Korean boy band BTS, and asked uh, what he thinks about it. So this is fun. Check this out. Now, um, what about this band? Da, 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 da. Who the hell is that? I have no idea. You know who that is. I think that's BTS. BTS. Is that right? I like the suits. I tell you one thing I like about this picture. Look at the pleats in those pants. Huh? Amazing. <laughs> Look at that. That's a good pleat. Yeah, they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Very nice. I'm like striking out musically here. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito on BTS. He likes the pleats and he likes the suits. Folks, I'm going to hand things over right now to our friend, Rachel from Des Moines, and she is going to give you the chart chat. So, without further ado, take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week. I got some really nice feedback from Jill, who heard King Harvest in a Spotify blend with some uh, online friends. Mary, who enjoyed the 86 chart picks. Tony, who told me about a made-for-TV movie on the PMRC hearings to check out. And Tavy, who shared a sweet commercial she remembered which featured Rocky Mountain High. Really appreciate everyone who listens and who tells their friends to listen. For our 70s chart this week, SiriusXM played the AT40 from January 20th of 1979. Starting off at number 90, we have a song called Chase by Giorgio Moroder that made it to number 33. Um, this was from the soundtrack of the film Midnight Express. And so Giorgio Moroder, if you know his name, you know he's more of a songwriter and a producer. But he did have a few chart appearances as a performer. This song was his only top 40 appearance. And he had an earlier song in 72 on the Hot 100 as Giorgio and a few more appearances, you know, featuring so-and-so or with some other person. I thought this one was pretty cool. Just definitely, it, he's in the pocket. He's, it's a representative of his style. At number 89, we have a song, another one from a songwriter, Our Love is Insane by Desmond Child and Rouge. That would make it to number 51. Desmond Child is a songwriter. I first noticed his name in Aerosmith liner notes, but he's written for many other artists who went on to have huge hits with his material, such as Cher, Kiss, Michael Bolton, Ricky Martin, and more. And I learned that he lives in Nashville with his husband and their twin sons. And Desmond Child is of Hungarian and Cuban descent, and his mother was also a songwriter. At number 81, it's Aerosmith themselves with their song Chip Away the Stone. This was from a live album called Live Bootleg that came out in 78. Uh, the song will make it to number 77. Uh, and then a studio version was finally released in 1988 on the Gem Gems compilation. And to me, this feels like a lesser known song of theirs. Like, I don't really remember hearing it on, you know, 95 KGTO back in the day. But I kind of low-key an Aerosmith fan. They were one of the bands, along with Steve Miller band, that kind of switched me from listening to contemporary radio to getting more into classic rock. At number 79 is Evelyn Champagne King with her song, I Don't Know If It's Right. That would make it to number 23. That was the second single off of her debut album, Smooth Talk. Uh, and she's more known for Shame, which is off of that same album, and then a later hit, Love Come Down, 
And when I listen to I Don't Know If It Right, If It's Right, it feels like this has to have been used as a sample in some big hip hop song. And so I was going through the Who sampled page and nothing was really jumping out at me. So any producers out there, this I think it could sound really cool in a in a rap song, hip hop song. At number 76 is a song called Get Down by Gene Chandler. That would make it to number 53. And I was listening to this and thought, that's a pretty cool song. And then I thought, oh, Gene Chandler, he's the groovy situation guy. Um, you know, from uh, 1970, that was on our Anchorman soundtrack that we love. And I thought, wow, that's good for him that he was, you know, keeping going through the 70s. And then when I looked him up, I learned that he had done Duke of Earl. Um, and that was a number one pop and R&B hit in 1962. So he was really keeping it going and really changing with the times, uh, you know, to have a hit here in 79. And he actually, uh, his last appearance on any chart was on the R&B side in 86. So I just thought that was a fun little surprise, this get down. I, I enjoyed it. At number 34 is the group Rose Royce with their song Love Don't Live Here Anymore. That would make it to number 32. This is the second single from their third album, Strikes Again. Um, this was their final appearance in the pop side of things in the top 40 and I was surprised to learn that just like we had with I'm Going Down maybe more known for the Mary J. Blige cover this song was uh, also covered by Madonna originally on her 1984 album uh, Like a Virgin but then later releases a single in uh, 96 as a part of her Something to Remember compilation of all ballads and I remember this being a big song for Madonna but I think what happened was it was on pop-up video and I had seen it on there because VH1 Classic ran like the same 20 episodes of pop-up video all the time. And that's why I think of this one as maybe a bigger hit than it really was. It was only number 77 for Madonna. 78, excuse me. You know, compared to 32 for the original. So always lots of surprises as we dig back into our charts. At number 27, we have Chicago with No Tell Lover. That would make it to number 14. This is the second single from their 12th album, Hot Streets, and that was known as the one that broke the being named after the numbers scheme and also having the logo, band logo on the cover. This had photos of the band members. This was the first album after the loss of Terry Kath, and it was recorded, uh, in, among other places, in studios in Miami uh, alongside the Bee Gees, who were working on their Spirits Having Flown album. This was a little crossover in... Uh, I don't think the Bee Gees sang any of these songs, but... I did read that the Chicago horn section appears on Too Much Heaven. Turning to the 80s, this week we're in January 23rd of 1982. And of note, uh, Rush had released their live album Exit Stage Left in late of 81. And a live version of 1977's Closer to the Heart is on our chart this week at number 99. And the studio version had peaked at 76. And this live one is currently on its way down from a new high of number 69. At 80, number 82, we have the Pointer Sisters with their song, Should I Do It? I'll make it to number 13. This is the fourth single off of their eighth studio album, Black and White. And concurrently, country star Tanya Tucker had a version of the same song on the country charts. So it kind of reminded me of in the 90s when there was that song, I Swear, which there was a kind of a pop R&B version by All For One and then the country version by John Michael Montgomery that were both popular at the same time. Uh, this song... Should I Do It has a strong girl group sound. They were trying to pay tribute to the Shirelles, the Chiffons, and groups like that. And it kind of fits in with that new bop sound of the early 80s that's featured in the episode of the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast. 
At number 71, uh, we have ACDC with their song Let's Get It Up. Uh, this was the first single off of their album For Those About to Rock, We Salute You. It made it to number 44. Uh, For Those About to Rock was technically the follow-up to Back in Black, although uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap had finally been released in the U.S. between those two albums. It finally came out in March 81, and then this was from November of 81. Uh, ACDC has a total of three top 40 chart appearances on the pop side, and then a t- and seven making it into the Hot 100 as a whole. And I just, it's, you know, it's, it's ACDC. It's, they're doing what they do. You're either on board or you're not. I feel like I'm, I'm a moderate fan of them. I guess I haven't done a deep dive on a lot of their stuff, but just always seems like always a fun time with those guys. At number 63, we have Patty Austin with Every Home Should Have One. That'll make it one more notch to number 62. This was the first single off of her album of the same name, which was her fourth solo album. Uh, this was Patty Austin's first appearance on the Billboard Hot 100 after many appearances on the R&B side. Her only top 40 appearance uh, was with uh, that duet with James Ingram, Baby Come To Me, which was a number one single, um, which I think it's unfortunate. She has a great voice, has a lot of really good songs, um, but this was more successful on the R&B side of the house. And then finally from the 80s this week at number 48 is Feel Like a Number by Bob Seger. 48 was as high as that would get, and this was off of the live album Nine Tonight. The studio version was originally from uh, Stranger in Town in 78, uh, but this was the follow-up to Trying to Live My Life Without You, off, also off of Nine Tonight, that we featured on the chart picks. And that made it to number five, so this is a little bit maybe disappointing that only it got to 48, but I really like this one from him. I think it should be more well-known among, among Seeger songs. And Cher also has a version, and I must have been from like one of her variety shows because I've mostly seen it as a video with her running around with like giant filing cabinets attacking her and stuff. Uh, so yeah, we're getting close to where I started doing Rachel's Chart Chat. So a lot of these songs that are on the chart this week is stuff that I've already talked about. Um, but I wanted to mention, call out specifically for Tavy, uh, the song Pac-Man Fever is on the charts this week at number 45 on its way up to number nine. Because I think this could also be considered a Philip song because it was if, if video games can inspire that, maybe I'll have to wait to find out. Um, but Buckner and Garcia were a duo from Akron, Ohio, and of note for Double Threat podcast fans, they were eating at a diner in Marietta, Georgia, uh, home of producer Brett, uh, and they saw people playing the Pac-Man game. They'd never seen it before. They took a couple rounds playing it, and they were inspired to write the song. And it got started playing on the radio in Atlanta, and then it became a nationwide smash. Before we go, just want to mention good news for fans of 70s, 80s, and 90s. The VJ Big Suit Twitch streams are back, uh, 8 to midnight central time on Tuesday nights. Twitch.tv slash VJ Big Suit. Come on by, make a request. Well, that's about all the time I have this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Outstanding, as always. This has been episode 265 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.